movie. He will get his ass here on time next time is what we're going to say. Welcome to another installment of the Final Scoop podcast. My name is Robert Shinesky, Supplement Engineer. Joining me as always are the other two-thirds of the three-fourths of our podcast team that has decided to show up on time and is not uh, out buying bullshit and appliances. For those of you that have no idea what I'm talking about, we're talking about Lord Babyfaces is taking his sweet royal highness time getting here today. Either way, we are back better than ever, as always. Robert Samborski, Apollo Nutrition, Lucas Rakowski, Prometheus Intelligence Sports Technology. Uh, welcome, my family and friends. For listeners tuning on the live stream, we welcome you as always. Post up any comments, questions, queries, quips, or smart-ass remarks you might have for our panel of industry experts, game changers, innovators, and thought leaders. Hey, Robert. I thought mm -hmm. I would uh, teach you some, some very important words. Oh, no. You know, two words. Hvala Ukraina. <laughs> what does that mean? It means like... Uh, not Something have, Ukraine, I figured. Yeah, not have faith in Ukraine, but like cherish Ukraine. Bless, bless Ukraine. Those kind of things. Yeah, stand strong kind of thing. Yeah, and like the entire world is right now like saying this, these two words. So in, in Polish, it's... it's, it's this is how we say it, but it's like, I thought it will be, you know, a good start of the podcast. Plus, yeah. I also wanted to say congrats on a quick movie that Robic released with his team. That was a pretty outstanding stuff. Yeah. I watched it, I watched it uh, like today because I was busy this week, you know, due to the FIBO and so on. And just like, catch up, to, uh, you know, d d uh, this weekend and was like, yeah, that was awesome. So, congrats, Thank man. You. Thank you so much, Lucas. Yeah, we, we filmed it about two weeks ago, I think. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a friend of mine who is actually a police officer, but he's also a filmmaker. He actually had a few awards, you know, like documentaries, and he does, like, short films and stuff. Uh, so, idea came to, to do something um actually Shane knows about it as well because uh, you know he's pretty good when it comes to this kind of stuff and uh, the idea was to film something that would be very genuine so the um it, it, the, the idea was basically not to have anything scripted so mm -hmm. I, I literally had no idea what he's going to ask me so he was asking me questions behind uh, behind the camera and um you know and then I would just answer and everything was one take so there was absolutely no rehearsal. There was absolutely no knowledge or anything like that, which was a little bit scary because, um, you know, it could have been a little bit, uh, you know, emotional, so to speak. But it came out pretty good and very authentic, very genuine. And, you know, in terms of editing and everything else, it was done by Damon. He's, uh, so that was, uh, that was pretty cool. And the, the, the reception has been absolutely tremendous. Like people were, were reaching out from everywhere. It definitely touched a lot of people, which was, you know, obviously the purpose of all this. And, uh, you know, the very next day we saw the atrocities that happened uh, in Ukraine and the bombings and stuff like that. So it made it even more um, valid to do so. But obviously, you know what? Uh, I don't want to like, uh, because we still mostly supplements, so I want to take away from that. But uh, first of all, thank you again for everybody's support because this is very important uh, to 
I, I guess to speak up on that, you know, just like Lucas does nonstop and, and everybody who is involved. I mean, I can't say enough thank you and gratitude to the Polish people because what they're doing is absolutely outstanding. But it's, uh, it's more than just Polish people or, uh, you know, or European people. It's actually, I think that it's a tragedy of the world uh, and some people don't even realize it. And, uh, you know, but the ones that do are doing an absolutely an amazing job. And I actually made a post this morning that... Uh, a lot of people have been reaching out and uh, asking if it was directed at them, you know, because I said that I am, you know, like, I think uh, when I watched Sean Penn uh, interview with Hannity, uh, he said something very, very important that has to do mostly probably with Americans, how divided the country is. And we saw the unity of the Ukrainian people, not only Ukrainian people, you know, Eastern Europe, uh, again, specifically Poland. Um, it's not about money and it's not about, uh, you know, um, making a certain statement. It's more about people coming together in a time of need and helping each other and really supporting each other and having each other's back uh, where they they can face the evil in the face and uh, and do the right thing. And I think that's the most important thing. And I think that we saw the division, not just uh, when it, even when you, even when it comes to this war, some people still think that it's uh, staged, that it's not true, you know, that it's an act, um, that somebody's sabotaging uh, Russia. But uh, we all know the truth. Uh, we all, we know exactly what's going on, you know, um, but uh, when I posted the video and when I uh, reached out to a lot of people who have Instagram or they have social media or presence or platform, it was mostly to create awareness because I firmly believe the more we speak about this, the more we reach and the more we create awareness as to what is going on. And uh, if uh, it's like a bully. If you don't stand up to a bully, guess what? He, today he's punching you, tomorrow he's punching your friend, and then the next day he's punching your family, and there is no stopping him. So only like standing up to a bully is the only way to prevent what's going on right now. And uh, I can't stress enough that how disappointed I am with some people who have an extreme, you know, and they say, well, it's not their problem. It is your problem. You just don't know it yet, you know, because you're so ignorant and so live in your own little bubble that you don't realize that what's going on has to do with the entire world. We're all affected by it. It's not, you know, sometimes people post like, yeah, but Rob is uh, Ukrainian. It has nothing to do with it. Uh, it has to do with the fact that, you know, you have to do what, what's right. And uh, what's right is standing, standing up to evil and standing up and doing, and at least trying to make a difference. So for those who support it, thank you from the bottom of my heart. And, you know, again, thank you, Lucas, for opening the show with Slava Ukraini, that's that's really, really, really important. And I think that, fuck you, because I should have thought about it. So you stole my line, motherfucker. <laughs> you know what? People, people just need to realize that Ukrainians are not just like fighting for themselves, but they are also fighting for others because they are like uh, a proof. And also, I would say people should take, you know, take a look at themselves and just realize that, you know, such a small country is against like a huge, you know, opponent that has much more like, you know, gears and like war power on its end. And just look at them. They are like fighting. They are not, um, not running. 
yeah, we do have some some Ukrainians here, but these are just like you know women and children, you know, that that just had to run against the the fucking bombs and so on. So yeah, right now we have like two and a half million uh, Ukrainians in Poland, and you know what? It's funny because the the more I'm going, you know, to uh, uh, to uh, to the city, I see like much more like you know people in uh, from Ukraine, and also you know the the cars are also with uh, you know uh, with the with the Ukrainians numbers. So the, oh, yeah, the, the license plates. Yeah, the license plates. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so that's that's neat. But you know, I'm also seeing like some people, you know, in the in the shops that started working, uh, and they also like communicate in, in Ukrainian language because you can hear it like right now, basically in like everywhere, not only in shops but also outside and so on. So, but people are friendly, you know, they understand what's going on. So, yeah, you know. We need to just realize, like I said, it's not just their war, it's our war, basically, you know. So right now everything is going well. Uh, I heard from my uh, my client, one of the biggest clients in Ukraine that has probably around 20 shops uh, in entire Ukraine. He said that he opened uh, like 90% of his shops already. Mm-hmm. And he's giving like a discount, you know, that was active before the war for all the for all the people, so they can buy if if they want their supplements or anything like that. They're also like providing help to a uh, military, so they're also donating some uh, supplements for them, like protein powder, mm-hmm. you know, protein bars and so on, which is which is also amazing, I think, you know, and also helps them, you know, fight and, and so on. So, yeah, uh, situation is improving from what I'm from what I'm hearing. So, let's hope that it's the end of everything because the restrictions are putting uh, a big emphasis into uh, a big, you know, dictator. So, I don't want to name the guy because I don't want to give him like uh, uh, free marketing. So, fuck you, asshole. How close is the language to between Ukrainian and Polish? We I, think, can, I think we can understand each other, right? Yeah, yeah we yeah. can understand each other. They, they got more similarities to Russian language, I would say. Right. But if, I, but if I'm speaking with like a Ukrainian, Ukrainian guy, he can understand me pretty well. And I can also understand them if, if they speak to themselves, you know? Yeah, it's kind of like I guess the, the the French, Italian, and Spanish are kind of all have that that same genesis, and so there's yeah. there's, there's differences, but you can kind of understand where people are going. So I figured, I was wondering if it was similar between Russian, Polish, and Ukrainian, and, and some of the, like that Eastern Bloc, you know, the languages between the different countries. Yeah, just like you when you're going to uh, New York, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would love to see somebody from like the Bronx, New York, go down to like. Uh, Redneckville, USA, in like southwestern Louisiana, with the rest of like the roughnecks, roustabouts, and like the coonasses and stuff. Man, you get them two talking at each other. It's probably the same as somebody speaking French and somebody speaking, you know, Italian or something like that. It's just <laughs> half of yeah, it goes man. over your head. That's bang. Yeah, mm-hmm. Devin, 
Robbie, would you change anything about your products if cost was not a factor? No, Devin always asks difficult questions. Um, you know, I mean, uh, let, let's go back to 2015. Um, in 2015, our first manufacturer uh, was Nutribio. And uh, the very, very first hooligan uh, that we did was nowhere near what it is today. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I'm going to give probably away some secrets here, but um, and Mark's not going to like it. But um, I, I, I think that it's uh, just, just good, but it answers the question, so to speak. So I didn't know anything about the cost of products. I honestly didn't. I, I, had, I didn't have consultant. I didn't have advisors. I didn't have anything. Uh, later on, I found out that, you know, the average pre-workout cost anywhere between three, four back in the day to like, I don't know, eight, nine dollars or something like that. Ten at the most that that considered to be the highest one. Mm -hmm. And uh, the first hooligan, I mean, I'm not going to blame Mark because our, um, you know, our runs were very, very small. Uh, so, you know, I appreciate any help that I could get. But I remember I put the formula. It wasn't the best formula. I would say that was the worst hooligan, but it was also the first one. But back back in the day, back back in 2015, by comparison, it was probably still one of the most of, of the better ones on the market for sure. Definitely the hardest hitting one because that one had 450 milligram of caffeine, which was unheard of back in the day. But it was pretty solid formula. So the formula cost me over 18 dollars. That's how much Mark charged me, $18, which was a bit of a ripoff, but um, it was $18. So if you factor the cost of label and the cost of everything, you know, the pre-workout back back in the day, Hooligan was $20 and the formula is nowhere near what it is today. So the reason why I'm saying it is to illustrate that I didn't factor the cost. I factored the formula. You know, I put together what I wanted in a formula not thinking about the cost because the average pre-workout back then, especially, you know, premium pre-workout was around $40, $45. I think that was Jim Stepani was charging, I think, like $40 for his. So to me, being a little bit uh, not very knowledgeable, it seemed to me like, wow, it's 100% profit. So that to me looked like pretty impressive because we didn't sell to stores or anything like that. From a business perspective, it was worth every penny. Uh, again, I didn't know that I was definitely overcharged at the moment tremendously, but, um, you know, and if I was to sell to wholesale, that would be pretty much Im impossible to sell. Um, not that it was the, the goal in the first place today. I think that, you know, with prices of ingredients being what they are today, uh, clearly, you know, hooligan is nowhere near $10 cost. I mean, it's an expensive product and, you know, everything that we do, Robert, you and I uh, never discuss, I mean, maybe we discussed it once with uh, the joint formula, but other than that, we don't really talk when it comes to cost, which I'm pretty sure without giving anything away with your other, you know, collabor collaborators, partners, or uh, customers, I'm pretty sure the, the cost does come into equation and I'm not blaming them. Uh, I think that's the right approach to do. I mean, we are running a business it's just I think that uh, when it comes to a pawn, there are certain expectations and we cannot afford talking about the cost 
because I think it's actually going to hurt the brand more than anything. And the customers, again, our customer, I'm always saying it, is Lucas. Lucas is our customer, people that are knowledgeable. If I were to give right now, like we, we're about two weeks from releasing Hooligan, right? Uh, Lucas knows exactly what's in Hooligan. If he's to buy the product, he knows exactly what's in it. So naturally, somebody like him, he's going to look for a better version. Otherwise, he's not going to accept it. He's not going to, you know, he's going to be the first one to destroy a pawn's reputation and saying like, listen, these fuckers are, uh, you know, cutting corners and they are looking where to save money and stuff like that. Am I right, Lucas? I mean, and, and it's natural. It's, yeah. a natu it's a natural approach. You can't really blame him because maybe he's not going to pick on muscle tech and C4 and optimum and rightfully so again i'm not talking negatively about them it's just a different market it's a it's different product it's different brand but upon he's going to be the first one he's going to come on the final scoop and he's going to rip us to shreds so uh, it can, I, can I interject can I interject in yeah. this in this topic because uh funny thing is because uh like two days ago tj posted a poll on uh on a youtube on his channel and he was asking this question which brand never disappointed you and there were like few brands mentioned and there was also like apollo and honestly uh, i'm not being biased here I, I didn't even see it to be honest honestly i'm not biased or anything like that my first intention was was like right away i uh, clicked on apollo because it was the it was one of the it is the one of the brands that you know it it has this this clear point that it keeps it it keeps it growing and growing and growing and uh, upgrading with every year with every formula and every formula it may it's, it may be i wouldn't say it's better but it's different it's unique and it offers something uh something different for for every con uh, customer so for example, it's really appealing for me because, you know, the re-editions of like Hooligan or Assassin or, or or something like that, they offer a bit different experience, which is which is so neat. And that's what I like. Yeah, so, no, yeah. thank you. And, 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 and again, I mean, that brings basically to the point. We cannot afford cutting corners. We just can't. Um, you know, the, the question number one on everybody's mind right now, what is the new Hooligan? And the hardcore guys, the guys who are hardcore followers, you know, fans of the brand, they already know the answer without even looking at the formula. This is going to be hooligan, but better. And that's what I'm saying. You know, I'm actually should probably like use the quote in promoting the, the product. You know, it's hooligan. It's the same fucking hooligan, but better. Otherwise, I don't see a point of releasing it. You know, I see some of the brands, even the ones that we're they're rebranding and they're doing things um you know differently like you know i mean let, let's take uh morphogen and this is not uh this is definitely by no means a knock on them but and i respect them tremendously but i would not do what he did it's uh and maybe morphogen can get away with it a pawn cannot get away with it you know like you cannot take hooligan and make it a lion heart hooligan has going to have to remain hooligan and i've seen some people saying like well maybe change hooligan to less than 600 milligram of caffeine i can't do that there are expectations from the product and i have to keep it as is you want something weaker go and buy lion heart you want something non-stem go buy bare knuckle we're giving you the options 
but at the at the end of the day it has to remain but uh, if you take for example morphogen um the the new pre-workout it's vastly different from the previous one it almost looks like a different product uh so for those that were fans of the original ones uh of the original one they have to think like well is this product for me while those that who are buying hooligan hooligan the new one is still going to be for them without any shadow of a doubt they're going to love the product because it's going to be for them so you know we have to do whatever's best for us and uh, you know to see uh, to uh, to to see that you know what Damon says um we wouldn't change anything we would um, we would probably be the same and pr uh, price is really it, it's always a factor in every business but not so much um when it comes to us you know we we're definitely going to be losing some of the profits unless we jack up the price on on, on the new product we're going to be losing because obviously we're paying more but that just comes with the territory um and i see simon's question to see upon i guess got 18 percent um uh, that doesn't really yeah that doesn't really upset me or this. It's, it's a spread between so many yeah brands. yeah it's it's a spread between and and you have to realize something not a knock on 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 tj because i didn't even see the poll and uh you know i i would lucas said i can imagine that there were probably what five ten fifteen twenty brands probably there yeah, was probably, yeah or even more yeah so 18 percent is really actually not that bad it's actually pretty impressive if, if you think yeah. about it but uh we also have to remember something that uh, all these polls i'm pretty sure there are companies that have nothing to do with a poll. every company every brand has their own fans uh you know we saw jim stefani's pre-workout last week i personally said that i like the formula and i think it actually corresponds with what jim does for his army but lucas and we were not in disagreement i agreed with him wholeheartedly but lucas was like yeah i see it i'm not buying it and uh that's just not his product so will lucas vote for jim uh, if there is a poll 100 percent no he's definitely not gonna vote and you can't blame him because it's just not his brand that's why all these polls i mean they're really meaningless and they kind of dumb if you think about it you know because if you take uh i don't know lucas help me out with this uh what is the uh, who is also kind of like similar to upon in terms of hardcore what other brand you put me on, on on the spot right now okay let's just say for argument's sake inspired i mean it's not really because we're still different but let's just say so if inspired and upon were about the same and you put them in a poll then it means something but if you're gonna yeah, put a Oh, Chemex, yeah. But if you put a pawn, say, for example, against Radcon or Salucor, well, number one, a pawn's going to get its ass kicked easily because of the sheer volume of the of the brand and, and you know, how big they are. But yeah. it's also not a fair comparison. It's just stupid. You know, it's like the same thing as saying right now, who is uh, a better supporter of, uh, of Ukraine? Poland, that is a tiny little country or uh, United States that is a massive country, you know, and so powerful. And the answer is pretty easy, easily Poland, what they've been doing. <laughs> that's all the it's, so it's not a fair comparison. Yeah. Poland can still kick your ass. <laughs> <laughs> For the listeners that may not have seen the poll, Lucas, do you know any of the other companies that were on there just so we can kind of get a, a spectrum of see, like, were they putting the likes of Cellucor, Muscle Tech, like some of these big name 
very uh, casual fitness enthusiast directed brands, I would say, versus more of like the, I don't, don't want to say niche because that makes the brand seem smaller than it is, but more focused brands than that's than the, the, those just going after the general fitness or gym go gym rat. You know, I remember there there was like only few mentions, but there was definitely Alpha Lion. Mm -hmm. There was Dark Labs, and there was also option to choose other. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. As, as Simon, I, I see the Simon is is on top of his game. So yeah, yeah. I would. I'm curious about that. They uh, like his. I guess was. I didn't see the poll, so I'm just gonna uh, try to maybe guess and see. Was TJ going for? Uh, just like what it, in in the the view of like what's the best hitting pre workouts that you've had from a particular brand no, that never let you down? No, I don't think so. I think he was just like asking you know you know his followers about you know which brand you know is is consistent as far as the releases and so on. Not only like uh, pre workout based you know products mm -hmm. because we need to realize that brand is not only about pre workout. You know, nowadays, like people like focus only on on one category, which is like pre-workouts, yeah. and they're like, you know, so dumb asses, I think, you know, and they base an opinion yeah. only on one product, and they don't realize that the, for example, like Apollo offers so much neat products. I'm using the word neat because I learned it like a few weeks ago, and I loved it so much that I'm. I like trying to incorporate it every fucking time. So, yeah, yeah just keep that in mind. Just, just, just say Robert looks so neat. <laughs> yeah. I, I do my best. Uh, yeah. He looks look, look beautiful. <laughs> now, but anyway, like I said, it's just, it's, it's all about, you know, the consumer need to be like more open-minded and just like see and realize that, you know, a brand, it's not just about one category, but it's about, like, more products. Apollon re released, like, last year, how many SKUs, Robert? I have no idea. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And, you know, it's it's just it's just mind-blowing, you know, and the brand is growing and growing, and it's it's putting some some crazy ass formulas. And so, yeah, that's, 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 that's what I think should be, you know... Uh, Rewarded, and I think that's what that's what uh, TJ wanted to wanted to get from from this poll. Fair enough, Sridhar. I think this marks the first time Sridhar has commented without Shane being present. That's Shane. That's that's what I'm wondering. It's Shane's lurking in the background somewhere. Sridhar, I was surprised by the results too. Dark Labs and other had 35% each. See, the fact that Dark Labs is at the top makes me think that everybody submitting for this poll is basing it purely off of like tracking pre-workouts because that's you're pretty not, much what Dark yeah, Labs but, does. But, but, but you're, not, you're not entirely off, unfortunately, because, you know, again, what Lucas said, you know, everybody's paying attention to pre-workouts. That's just the, the way it is. Yeah. But um, on the other hand, and I'm not talking about like financials right now or anything like that because it's unnecessary and I don't know how much, uh, you know, what company makes. But I would uh, argue that uh, Alpha Lion, for example, I mean, they're pretty much doing very well financially, I'm pretty sure, probably among the better ones that I see on this list. Uh, I know what a palm does and I know that, you know, how much we have grown. 
uh, tremendously and, and keep growing. And, you know, I mean, our, our accomplishments and everything speak for themselves. And as Lucas said, you know, I mean, we have a lot of, uh, I, I actually, I myself, sometimes I post on Apollo Nutrition Instagram. And yesterday I was the one who posted uh, with uh, all the protein containers. I mean, as of right now, we have three types of protein and all fucking transparent, all fucking great tasting. I mean, you try them, you know what they taste like. You've seen the formulas, you've seen the transparency. And I said, I actually, I, I made a comment from kings of pre-workouts to kings of protein, you know, and I mean, I exaggerated maybe a little bit, but I wasn't that far off because if you think about it, you know, or uh, our pre-workouts at this point, we have about five or six of them and they hitting all different aspects. You know, I, I don't even know what other company may be Salucor to an extent, but they still don't have a hard hitting like a palm. So if you're talking from a non-stem to medium to high stem uh, to fully dosed to fully transparent to fully fucking packed, honestly, and even if I'm being biased, you know, everybody can go fuck themselves because it's true. Nobody can stand next to a palm, like literally not one company and I'm willing to fucking argue with anyone on this one. Not one company can deliver in terms of pre-workouts the way Apollon does. That's pretty much a, a done deal. But Lucas is right. It's not just about pre-workouts. I mean, take fat burners from, from example. Shogun, Black Tulip, Chaos, Molotov. I mean, you have four completely different pre-workouts from ranging from powder to hard-hitting to euphoric to non-stim. And all four of them deliver. I mean, you know, overtime right now is probably, not probably, most definitely the strongest hard-hitting nootropic. But mm -hmm. we are about to release something that is going to be complete opposite, but possibly better and hitting completely different market. So when it comes to dark labs, dark labs, uh, you know, they have a very, very good following. They definitely have a solid, clearly product. Uh, you know, it's it's a little bit on the funky side with DMA and DMHA, and that's it. I mean, listen, it's not manufactured in the United States. They're not really sort of kind of breaking the law. They have a very, very good following. They have uh, legions of followers. Can they beat upon when it comes to products? Absolutely fucking no. They can't beat Alpha Line either. But in what they do and they niche, they're pretty solid and they have a solid following and apparently a solid product, even though I haven't tried. But from what I understand, it is good. Uh, but we're going back now to TJ. Uh, TJ did something that Review Brothers did, and I don't agree with it. Uh, because, I mean, again, it's his channel. He can do whatever he wants and maybe he had nothing to do. So he decided to play little games, you know, to entertain himself. But... Uh, literally putting dark labs and alpha line and Apollon together in a group. It's the same thing as putting Kia and Lamborghini and Mercedes in the same group. It's not quite the same. Uh, not saying that you can't do it. It just looks kind of dumb. And then you also look at TJ's channel. What does TJ's channel do? I mean, 90% of TJ's channel is pre-workouts. And mostly who he has following, you know, you can post a pre-workout, let's say a solid pre-workout would be, I don't know, uh, not a very hard-hitting pre-workout, like Ghost or something like that, you know, solid pre-workout, they actually have a very good product. Do you think that TJ followers will be buying that product? Some of them will, 
but I guarantee you not a lot. Dark Labs is going to shit all over Ghost when it comes from sales and, you know, and a code and stuff like that when it comes to TJ's channel. That's, that's also a proven fact. But Ghost will outsell Dark Labs by a mile. So you have that, you know, it's the same thing as going to, uh, you know, to an average American football fan and talking to him about soccer. He's going to go like fucking soccer what? That's an average fan. But you go out, but you go out. <laughs> That's exactly how I am. <laughs> yeah, but if you go outside the United States, then American football pretty much doesn't exist. Yeah, we look like the chumps. You know, so so the thing is, it's just like you know, try to imagine do do like college football or American football poll somewhere in Europe or in South America. They're literally gonna think that you lost your mind because right. they don't even know. I lived here since '97. I still don't know the rules of American football. I'm not proud of it. I'm not embarrassed by it. It's just yeah. a fact, and it is what it is. So, you know, for, for, for TJ's channel to compare Alpha Line, I'm, I'm, I'm throwing a palm completely out. Alpha Line and Dark Labs, I mean, it's the same thing as comparing us to Ben Kane. I mean, come on, there are levels to this. We also have better skin, so sorry. Central uh, brought up Ghost. This actually brings me up of a, uh, a news story that I just saw on uh, Stack yesterday. I'm curious just to get your thoughts on what you guys might think we can expect from uh, there. Is it showing up? Just to make sure my camera's yeah, working. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. yeah, yeah. yeah, so it's going to release a more hardcore version. So I guess let's keep this in the context of where Ghost is currently and what you know a hardcore deviation or derivation of that could be or like a, a fork off of what the main one would be so if y'all have any ideas of what it could be i haven't talked to dan offline so i have no idea what in the world they're cooking up there i mean it's probably i mean i'm, I'm guessing so i don't want to be like oh yeah you're wrong i might be wrong mm -hmm. i don't think you should expect uh a pollen on this one you know i don't think it's going to be hooligan i also don't think it's definitely not going to be dark labs what I think is, is that what we discussed uh, before, this is going to be a hardcore version of their own following, of their own. This is going to be like Jim Stepani released a pre-workout last week, but it's going to be pretty much just a better or slightly improved or slightly hardcore version of the original one. So I don't think you should expect five, 600 milligram of caffeine, 25,000 milligram of God knows what else. This is going to be, I mean, first of all, Ghost uh, Legend is a solid pre-workout. I actually like it. I think this is going to be Excel version, so to speak. I think it's going to be pretty much the same, but better or stronger, slightly. Yeah, I would probably guess, because I know I'm like they have the partnership with GNC. Um, so I wonder, like, they're obviously not going to be throwing stuff like Ariadurensis in there, DMHA. No, so, no, like, no. they'll probably, if I had to guess, they'll up the amount of alpha-yohimbine that's in there and maybe bump the caffeine to, like, 350. I don't know if they're going to break that 400 mark, but it, they might go up to 350. You, you might see a little bit of things like probably, I mean, it's a guess, an extra or T-Cream or something to mm -hmm. enhance certain things. But that's pretty much the extent of it. Again... Could be wrong, so I don't want anyone fucking everyone to jump on us and say like, "Oh, you were wrong." We might be wrong, but I think that yeah. you know, Ghost is pretty solid when it comes to marketing. They're pretty solid when it comes to planning. Uh, you know, they're very well organized. So I think is pretty much what you said. That's what it's going to be. 
Yeah. I'm just speculating as well, so I I don't want to get shit on this or anything like that. But I don't think that this hardcore version will be released in like GNCs or in, or like maybe outside US. I think this this particular product will be only available in US. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that they will like go move to like Australia or or even Europe or UK because I don't think that have they that they can produce you know product that will be compliant for both markets. Mm-hmm. They would they are aiming for like a hardcore version. I uh, same same as Robic. I I think that this will be like a legend, but with like a bit you know upgraded engine if i could say that so uh let's see let's see what they will what they will produce if it's gonna be just like some sprinkled uh, like extra caffeine or like added let's say dynamine or teacreen i won't be like super happy about it i'm expecting something uh something much much bigger from ghosts and you know i think that they can produce something really really interesting and also innovative and that's that's what i'm that's what i'm counting for so unless of course they gotta go like uh, unbound route and maybe go straight into retail stores if they can have an agreement with gnc and stuff like that then maybe they can get it a little adventurous but considering again from what i see you know from um from Priceplow, who are the biggest fans of this brand for they like cheerleaders, uh, considering that Ben was saying a shitty thing about hygienamine, hoardinine, area durances, and stuff like that. I don't think that, uh, you know, that Dan would allow his bitch to fucking open his mouth like that if it was a little bit something more fun. So uh, I, I still think that I'm going to go with Robert and say that this is going to be extra caffeine and probably like an extra tecreen uh, alpha yohambi and more like within allowed amazon gnc the uh, vitamin shop parameters that's what i think it's gonna be which doesn't make it bad yeah some reworked pump ingredients are up in the dosages on those possibly mm-hmm. well, i'm curious to see what they do i'm curious to see what it's gonna be and then we go to where's the i just saw it Protein powders, steak and eggs coming from Core. There was, um, I knew of a brand maybe two years ago, year and a half ago, that was exploring doing a similar concept, doing a combination of beef protein and egg protein. Um, I haven't heard much of that, so I don't know if that got shelved or not, but this is a, what do y'all think on this steak and egg blend? Uh, It's cool to see, but you know, when you look a little bit more through it, I don't see a big deal because, I mean, steak is basically beef protein, obviously, and, ste- yeah. and, and egg is egg. So, you know, it's, it's egg and, and beef protein. That's all it is. Um, the only trick about it is going to be to flavor it. Um, it's a cool concept, but it's nothing crazy that, you know, that, that, that will turn the industry upside down. It's just a cool thing to see, and hopefully the flavoring is good because this is not going to be easy to flavor. You know, we've tried beef protein, and for most part, it's it's rough. Yeah, I mean, just it's a common breakfast combination. I don't know if mm-hmm. it is in yeah. a 
Poland for you, Lucas, but like steak and eggs is a thing here in the States at diners you go to and they'll give you like a, you know, like a, this shitty little steak that's about that big and they put two fried eggs with it and then you get bacon and biscuits and all kinds of other good stuff. Uh, flank steak or what? Uh, yeah, any steak pretty much. Yeah, like a sirloin or something. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. Can... So okay, Shane, this was the other thing I was referring to. Prime oh, was working on a, a steak and eggs protein. I didn't I didn't want to say that without no, they had, they had it back in the, in the days, right? Yeah, they, they were working on it a couple of years ago and then Yeah. But then oh, yeah. it's this one. Yeah. But that never uh came to fruition, or maybe it's still in the works. I don't know. Um, but yeah. Well, it's. I think it's it's their spin on basically on egg protein. So on top, instead of using uh, you know whey, which is right now ridiculous as far as you know the, the prices goes, yeah. they tried you know some a different route. So uh, I'm sure that like Doug wants to like he does he doesn't want to cut corner but corners but at the same time he just like trying to give people some alternative but at the same time gain some margins you know so mm -hmm. that's why he's trying you know something different so after pudding that he released so which is based on on casein he's right now like going with with this route and so beef pro i'm i'm not you know uh aware of of the prices as far as like the beef protein but uh egg is probably a, a bit cheaper right so yeah yeah i mean you you might be able to speak to that point robbie what's the cost roughly of egg protein versus whey protein right now since y'all have the, the um you'll be very 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 surprised but we paid about a dollar uh depends on the flavor between dollar to two dollars more than isolate Oh damn! Yeah, damn. But the good thing—well, yeah, yeah. I don't know—I I don't know if it's a good thing. But the thing is, when it comes to Acra, like, so with isolate, the prices are very, very stable, right? Like they mm -hmm. pretty much either stay the same or they climb a little bit up. With egg protein, the prices are fucking all over the place. They go up, they go mm -hmm. a little bit—well, not a little bit, substantially down. So it's uh, like to give you an example. The price of isolate when I was, because I remember I was in Holland when the manufacturer called me, and at that point the price of isolate already hit twenty dollars uh, a pound, mm -hmm. uh, no, a kilo I think, uh, or a pound something like that. Um, so it was twenty dollars, and the egg protein we were just about to start manufacturing was twenty six, and then it dropped to about around 20 same as isolate but we ended up i think if i'm not mistaken paying 2150 for uh for egg protein and then we were quoted actually around 18 dollars for uh for the same quantity uh maybe a month or two later so i have no idea what's going on with that but the prices are like all over the place like i mean as you can see they can go to 26 to as low as 18. so uh I, i'm not quite sure like what's going on with that uh, isolate pretty much, um, I think it's like today, if I'm not mistaken, it's, um, probably around like 22, maybe. Mm. Damn. I guess it's due to the fact, you know, the, the, the demand is changing. Yeah. Beef, I don't know. So I'm not going to speak on that because I didn't even inquire about that. So I have no idea. Jojo. Hello guys.
Hello, Jojo. Uh, for all you people tuning in on live stream, you guys got any other questions or you want to hear uh, Robbie or Lucas rant about something, feel free to enter some fodder into the cannon and uh, we'll fire away. Um, hey, by the way, one of the fun questions that I wanted to ask you guys. Oh, no. Do you got a favorite uh, utensil and a favorite and what's... And when you're eating your meal, do you use bowl or use a plate? The fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> is this a Fuad question? Is this a Fuad question? Uh, you, know, you know why I'm asking this question? Because I was talking with Scott McNally from Think Big Bodybuilding. And when he had his podcast this week, he asked you know, the, his colleagues this question. Because I, I sent it to him. So he was like, okay, let's answer Lucas' question. And I was laughing my ass off. So I just wanted to ask you guys. Do you, basically, the, main, the main question is, do you, do you ever use uh, a paper you know, plates or paper bowls? Yeah. Not unless yeah. I'm at a party and they have paper plates or bowls here. Yeah. Oh, I need to warm up something quickly, maybe, then I'll do it. I mean, it's not very comfortable, though. Mm -hmm. Why do I feel like you're setting me up for something, you prick? No. I, do have, I do have a favorite spoon, though. I'm weird. And, well, people that know me or have talked to me know that I am a creature of habit. I'm a robot. So every night or every night that I eat this meal, it is in the same my, – my, my yogurt concoction where it's Greek yogurt. I've got this giant, like, four-pound tub of Bulgarian yogurt that they have at the store now. Um, which is just a, it's a whole fat milk yogurt. But anyway, I'll do, do a cup of that, do a scoop of protein powder, do two servings of frozen berries, do some chopped up dark chocolate chips, and then I'll throw in whatever, like some spirulina, and I'll throw my creatine in there for the day and some of the mushrooms and all that stuff. So you mix it all up. Um, and I will eat that with the exact same spoon and the exact same bowl every night, just because like the bowl, I've, I've mixed this up to where it gets too cold before and the mixture gets too thick. And I've actually bent a spoon trying to like scoop it up out of the bowl. So I have to use the right spoon that is, you know, thick enough and strong enough to where it won't break when you go to, to spoon it out. So, yeah, um, for I mean, I don't eat off the exact same plate for my lunch every day when I'm at home eating. But it's we've got eight or ten of the exact same kind of like Corel plates. So, I mean, it, yeah, it's more or less it's the same thing. But for that yogurt bowl concoction at night. It is the exact same spoon and the exact same blue uh, pop and lock Tupperware container that I always eat out of. Exact same one. I've been doing that for years now. So, yeah. I'm not as strict when it comes to, like, plates and stuff like that and forks and whatnot. But when it comes to, like, drinking tea or coffee, I have my favorite cup. And it irritates the shit out of me if somebody else is using it. I don't know why, but I'm very territorial when it comes to it. So when I see somebody is using my cup, it drives me fucking nuts. And that, that's why I'm asking this question because I know I'm not weird here. So I yes, know that. You are. You are. You are. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I, know, I know that people are like, you know, super strict as far as like utensils and like, you know, uh, type of uh, uh, glasses or, or bowls or plates they are using. Because mm -hmm. I, asked, I asked some guys at the gym this question and they were all like laughing themselves and they're like yeah man i got this my special fork with this turtle i got uh this when i when my, for example my ex-girlfriend when she was uh competing 
uh, in his in his uh, fitness categories and so on. She had this fucking little fork when she was eating her meals, just because you know she said that it the fork is small small, so yeah. it, it's, yeah, it's like she eats more, you know. Mm -hmm. it, it's fucking crazy, but at the same time, it's like ah, oh. <laughs> yeah, that's no, true. I'm a, I'm a creature of habit it's with with a lot of things, um, so yeah that that and it's like a my when I enjoy a bourbon, I've got the same rocks glass that I'll drink out of ninety percent of the time. If I want to change it up, it's just because it's dirty or I just want to like a bigger glass or something like that, or I just go through different moods or anything like that. Um, yeah, it's uh yeah the idiosyncrasies of people is is amusing to say the least. Uh, I haven't listened to um, Fuad's podcast in probably a month. Have there been anything, uh, any weird, wacky questions that would be fun to answer from that? Oh, yeah, plenty. I'm a little nervous to ask. Uh, straight away, I can't remember everything because, you know, uh, right now they are, like, talking about, you know, so many subjects, you know. Uh, the last podcast was with uh, Nick Guy and uh, who was on Roman? No, 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 no. The the new guy uh, without uh, amputee, without uh, three fingers. I don't remember the name. Yeah, yeah. There's a uh, there's there's uh, a new team member of Hostile. So. Uh -huh. Jason yeah, just yeah. Okay. Yeah. Very, very funny guy. He's awesome. Yeah, he brings so much positive vibe into the into our podcast. So yeah, it was it was cool to you know to to hear from him. Okay, I'm gonna have to go back and listen to a couple because it's been a it's been a hot minute since I've, I've tuned in. Uh, here we go. This will be good. Bucked up. People behind the infamous Deer Antler Velvet pre-workouts is releasing an energy shot. Shaped like a shotgun shell called a buckshot. I like the packaging. I know. I do yeah, like it looks pretty cool. That looks cool. Hunting season. There you go. The ingredients has chosen to power its on-the-go buckshot are similar to its packaging and not that common. Okay, we got some B vitamins. We got magnesium. At least they're using the good form of magnesium. Uh, 300 of N-acetylotyrosine, 200 caffeine, natural caffeine, 100 milligrams of tryptophan, okay, 50 milligrams of alpha size, 50 milligrams of theanine, and 50 micrograms of huperzine. Nope. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of see what they're going with with the tyrosine and tryptophan because you over-supplement with the precursors of one side, like you take too much L-DOPA and not enough 5-HTP, you're going to tilt that balance and you can actually lead to worse mood and feel like feelings of depression and all this other stuff. Um, but I don't think that same problem is going to apply with going just regular L-tyrosine to that because the body's got other, you know, feedback mechanisms where it's going to tightly regulate those neurotransmitters. But 5-HTP and L-DOPA are the direct precursors to those neurotransmitters to where they kind of bypass that rate limiting step in the, uh, synthesis process of those neurotransmitters. Um, so I don't, I don't know if I agree with that inclusion of the formula, but 
what do I know? They're, they're, they make millions, I'm sure, off of the bucked up pre-workout. So, you know, what am I to say anything? Hey, by the way, did you guys saw that uh, Kamix is releasing uh, another uh, version of his pre-workout? I did. It's V3 or V2? Yeah, V3. V3 yeah. 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 It's going to arrive this the, this month. So that's what I'm that's what I'm looking forward to. Because Gorilla Chemist always puts some some really good, good formulas. He's sharp. He I mean Brian Brian is is one of the sharpest guys in the industry. Yeah. Um, and yeah. also and also uh, a huge supplements released their uh, new version of Rack. You guys saw the formula? Well, yeah. Robbie, what you thought? What you what you think about it? Uh, you, you know what I think. I think it was pretty much like uh, I like the fact that it's kind of like similar to the to the previous one. So I, I like that. Um, I the formula. Uh, let, let, let's see. Um, it was something. Well, obviously, S seven was the first one that made me uh, very disappointed. But I mean, not surprised. But you know. Uh, Every time I see it, I'm not very happy about it. Um, the pump is pretty good. The pump is definitely a step up, no doubt about it. They, they did good on that. You know, the focus is pretty decent too. Um, the energy is okay, but for me, every time I see area gerances without hoarding and PEA, then it kind of like loses its full potential in my opinion but it is good i mean it, it's there i think it's a good formula it's solid formula they they always like you know come up with good things uh, you know the, the alpha yo at one milligram i think one two milligram is always enough i don't think you need to go like to three four or whatever it's unnecessary i think it's a it's, it's a good formula no no doubt about it, it it's solid would i say that this is Better than the previous one, maybe when it comes to pump. Uh, other than that, um, not disappointed, not not overly impressed, but good. Mm. What do you think? Uh, you know what? This is when not I... something that where you go right from like the first one to this one, and you go like, "Wow, that's quite an improvement." This is not a disappointment, but hardly is an improvement. Well, they, they make some decent changes. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm not trying to say that, but at the same time, you know, we are seeing basically, you know, a bigger dosages of, of some ingredients. I would like to see some replacements. Yeah, and, uh, and, and honestly, I would like, you know, there's some stuff. I like that, the, that they are like sticking to Agmatine because I, yeah. I personally like this ingredient. So, and <laughs> probably half of the Euro heroes. Is also a big fan of of Agmatine. is banned. Yeah, um, look, you know what? Like in terms of energy, the caffeine is not really uh, hardcore by any means. Which uh, you know, from huge supplements, I would expect a little bit more in terms of like to be a little bit more like kicking ass. Uh, I don't mm -hmm. think this is anything that will kick ass. This is very mediocre when it comes. I wouldn't even call it hardcore, to be honest. I would call it average. Uh, the pump definitely, you know, with the citrulline 8 grams and stuff like that, it's a step up. Uh, I'm going to leave it up to Robert to 
discuss, probably he already knows what I where I'm going with this, the malic acid inclusion. I'm very, very interested what Robert is going to say about it. Other than that, like I said, to me, this is what I call not bad, but very forgettable um, change. Nothing that I would uh, be like going, wow, I'm impressed. Good. That's solid. Let's move on. But uh, Robert, what do you think about the malic acid? I mean, it, it's just at least they're labeling it correctly because there's like every citrulline malate that you see on the market. It's and, and I know Mark has touched on this a, for a bunch of the times about Nutribio over the years is that there is no bonded citrulline malate on the market anymore. It is parts. You tell them you get a five to one ratio of citrulline malate. So you get five parts of citrulline to, you know, one part malic acid. That's mm -hmm. basically what they're doing here. So that at least they're labeling it correctly. They've got three grams of malic acid in there. Is there some mechanism by which malic acid or malate could support energy production? Theoretically, yes. But is that the rate limiting step in any of these buffering or energy production phases in the body? Not. It hasn't been identified in humans yet. I, I like that they labeled it correctly. You know, so that that's that's all well and good. I don't think you're going to be getting much tangible benefit, but the flavoring will be nice because it's got a nice tartness to it. Yeah, that's what I've heard that like malic acid can help with like with, with the flavor and mask mm -hmm. some ingredients. Yeah. And they are like using a decent dose of lion's mane, and we all know that lion's mane may taste like shit for some people. I personally don't mind it and I, yeah. I like the shroomy shroomy taste, but yeah. you know, people can complain. So malic acid can can help with that fact. So I got a feeling this this thing, if you leave it out like the, the tub, you just put it in your pantry. This thing is going to clump like a bitch with probably within like eight to 10 months at most, or maybe within yeah. six months because you got the four grams of Hydromax yeah. and the yeah. three grams of betaine. I mean, that is just asking to solidify into a rock. Yeah. Once you open it and like take maybe one to two scoops and put it away, you're fucked basically. Yeah. Just keep that bitch in the freezer. Yeah. Well, when, I, when I saw it, I, I thought it's going to be a little bit different, but it's okay. Yeah, I mean, it's got 325 total caffeine between the, the anhydrous and the dicaffeine malate. you got 150 of theobromine and urea for that longer-lasting energy. Uh, you got the rewalsine for the added, a little bit extra aggression in there. So, I mean, overall, I think we're going to put, like, blow your face off pre-workout. This isn't there. We put C4 Ultimate, which has 300 milligrams of caffeine or pre-gym. You know, put that, we'll put that here and then we'll put like regular C4 all the way on this end of the spectrum. This is kind of in that middle spot to where it's not, it's, it's a step above like your pure, like high caffeine pre-workout, but it's not so far to the edge of an extreme. Like you're worried that you're going to, you know, light your balls on fire when you take it. And, and that, that, that's the major, to be honest with you. I mean, that's the major problem I actually have with this one uh, because um, huge supplements, but they position themselves as a, good solid and uh, you know i asked lucas about hardcore brands mm -hmm. i know these guys are positioning themselves as hardcore brand and to me this is not like you said this is not a hardcore pre-workout it's not saying that it's a bad pre-workout it's a solid pre-workout it's uh you know among the better ones probably but in terms of like if we're entering the hardcore pre-workout this is definitely not it it's like you said it's somewhere in between yeah i think it could be like somebody's gateway pre-workout into the land of the more extreme ones or the mm -hmm. more higher stemmed ones. I definitely, you say, yeah. Lucas? I definitely agree with what you said. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, the, the, the pumps and performance are there. You're getting a decent amount of focus with the 1500 of tyrosine and the 600 alpha GPC. The S7, it's there for support. I'm not going to highlight it as a hallmark feature of the product by any means, but hey, it's, you know, it's in there. It's fine. It's, it's cheap. It doesn't really throw off the flavoring that much. And if there's any kind of, you know, minor benefit from it, sure. As long as you're not walking around saying massive pumps from S7, then, you know, if you want to put it in there alongside a quality dose of citrulline and betaine, you know, that's fine. Yeah, hardcore, definitely not. Improved pumps from the first one, I think, yes. Uh, focus is uh, decent, good. Energy, mediocre for a hardcore. Uh, the main thing with this would be what uh, <laughs> what you pointed out, and I failed to realize right away, the mm -hmm. clumping with this bitch could be really a problem. Yeah, it's going to be... Put it in the back. Yeah. Alex. I think Flex Lewis ate all his meals with a baby fork as well when getting ready for the O. Yeah. Probably so. Juju. When it comes to calorie cycling, cycling, macro cycling, depending on training days, rest days, in your opinion, does it make a difference as opposed to just keeping calories macros consistent in regards to physique goals and strength goals? Jens? My thoughts, I always keep keep all consistent, so I don't, you know, cycle my calories. I try to keep, keep them on the, the exact same level every, basically every day. I'm not super restricted nowadays with, with my calories, because I still got like plenty, plenty of calories to, to spare, because on a daily basis I'm eating around from 3,900 to like 4,000 calories which is a decent amount, you know, so, and bear in mind, I'm like, right now I'm, I'm in a like maintaining phase. So, you know, one day I may like eat a bit less than, than I aim for. And, but other day, you know, I may eat a bit more. So at the same time, you know, it's, it keeps it in, in the, in the one level at the end of the week. So yeah. That's basically it. I'm not like super restricting as far as like you know uh, cycling my calories. Some people, you know, uh, you know, think that you know they should like eat less when they're not training. But I think that it's 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 not uh, like a smart. Uh, personally, I think it's not a, like a smart idea. And I think that you know you you recover and you, when when you rest. So basically, you you need those calories, you know, just to like recover properly. And you know, after like a few days of rest day and you know uh, eating a good amount of calories, you're going back to the gym like super loaded and you know you just want to train. So that's what I would would answer. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I agree with Lucas. I never counted, I mean, I never, never counted calories, period. Uh, you know, I never considered myself a scientist or mathematician when it comes to like things like that. I, I, more, I was more going by intuition. You know, if I need more, I need more. If I need less, I need less. If I see that I'm, you know, a chubby bastard, <laughs> then I just cut, you know, and if I need to gain, then I add, you know, I mean, simple as that. Uh, I, I, I would maintain, like, say, a healthy diet. Um, I would probably 
sometimes uh, when going super strict, I would cycle maybe to an extent my carbs going up and down, but not necessarily my calories. I never really counted my protein. I never really counted my fats. I knew approximately where I stand. I knew approximately how much I need. I listened to my body and my body will always tell me what to do. Um, if I did have a cheat day, say I'm on a strict program and I, I need a cheat day, then the cheat day would be exactly that. I would eat what I want, when I want, and how much I want. But I prefer to do it on a day that I don't work out to like literally have a cheat day where I don't have to worry about training and cardio and whatnot. But uh, I think like cycling calories, I think it's just way too much work. And I think that this is for me. I think it's unnecessary, uh, you know, because, um, you know, Lucas is a big fan of bodybuilding and stuff like that. And he knows, um, you know, uh, athletes from the 80s, from 90s and all that. If you look at those pictures and stuff and you would notice that for that uh, nobody walked around with fucking uh, logs and write everything down in a gym. Today, they look like they're fucking writing a poem or a story or a book. You know, the, in the gym between the sets, they're writing everything down. Like, what the fuck? Why? You can't remember how much you lifted last time? I have a pretty good memory. I know where I stand. And on any given day, I can be a little bit stronger and a little bit weaker because, you know, due to stress levels, due to food, due to how much I slept, how much I rested. You know, I'm not going to walk around and write everything down. I think it takes away the fun of it. I just don't think it's necessary, you know, if you don't, if you want to see a six pack in the mirror, then just put in the work and train and diet and, and just be consistent and all that. So I think, uh, yeah, what Lucas said, cycling calories, not my thing, really. Jojo, I agree with y'all. You just hear all the gurus suggesting high and low days for leg days. I mean... There's, there's a couple of ways to look at that. Like if you are somebody that is purely interested in building mass and gaining strength, I don't really see the utility in cycling your calories because then you're going to get into this mental masturbation of, oh, wait, I didn't work as hard today, so I shouldn't eat as many calories. That's not your goal at this point. Your goal is to fuel your body with the nutrients it needs to recover so that you can continue to overload. You don't need to be like more people have trouble. And this is the reason so many people kind of get stuck um, when have trouble putting on mass is that they don't have any consistency with their calorie intake. So I think one of the things that most people have an issue with and they shoot themselves in the foot with is when they say, all right, well, I'm going to calorie cycle. So I, I did leg day today. So I'm going to crank up, you know, I'm going to eat 6,000 more calories today than I need to. And then, Oh, it's just a cardio day. I'm just going to eat, you know, I'll eat 4,000 calories today and do all this. It just, all of this up, down, up, down, up, it, it adds another layer of complexity to something that you don't need to, especially if you're just an average person. Like if you are a physique competitor and you're getting ready to step on stage, maybe some calorie cycling will benefit you for, to get that last little half a percent tightness. Or maybe it, it's better um, for you to stick to your diet where you know the days that you're training your balls off, you're going to want to have some more calories. But at the same time, if you're under eating the day before you have that, you know, bust your ass training session, then you're going into that workout in a depleted state and you're waiting to save all those calories until after your workout, you're kind of handicapping yourself going into that. So for like the, the average person that's just focused on trying to just keep as things as simple as possible. And the easiest way to do that is just set your numbers, stick to that. And then just do that day in and out. I'm also like a big fan of the statement 
don't eat like an asshole. And right. basically what's what Lane Norton is always like, you know, saying, and I think that's that's so true, you know, because nowadays people think that to gain mass they need to eat so much calories and they're like, you know, yeah. fucking permabook or like, you know, all these all these stupid terms they and they're like trying to, you know, eat so much fucking so much food. And after like two, three months, they're like, you know, chubby fat bastards, you know. And we, 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 we see we see all these people. And after 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 they bulk, they they cut and like all the on the all, all their all their mass is gone. Why? Because they gain only fat, that's why. Yeah. And and they like, you know, they then they're not training, they're just like going to the gym, sitting on their phone for like 20, 23, you know. Uh, minutes of day or 30 minute workout and that's basically it so right. yeah I, I just I just don't understand this fact so yeah but I think that the main point here is to just like keep it clean uh, stay realistic with your calories if you're like trying to gain muscle do it just like make a clear statement it's not like uh, a sprint it's more like a marathon so try to increase your calories slowly and see how your body reacts. So every like week you can monitor and not, not just on, on the scale, but also in the mirror and just like see how my blood body is improving, how I feel, what's, uh, how, how is my digestion going uh, and how is your sleep and so on. These markers are like super important. So if if everything is going well, then you can just like eat more and eat more and and ba based on that do your adjustments, you know. Yeah, yeah, well put. And it's for, I don't think people in the bulking mindset or strength gain cycle need to worry about calorie cycling. The the if you're dieting, maybe that will help you stick to your diet to where you do kind of like you do five days of really super aggressive deficits. I'm talking like a twenty to twenty five percent deficit. And then on the weekends, maybe you just bump that up to where you're either eating at maintenance or just in a very modest deficit to where like over the course of the week, you've, made, you've maintained a consistent deficit. But you since you maybe you're meeting family and friends or you're going out with your wife or girlfriend or something to a nice dinner on Saturday night or you know Friday night, and you want to have a little bit extra calories so you're not just eating rabbit food the entire time you're at dinner, that's fine. But that's more an experienced dieter. If somebody that is just getting into this for the first time, I wouldn't suggest doing calorie cycle. That's another layer of complexity they don't need to deal with. They need to figure out how to just stick to a diet first off. Because you know what? I think that, uh, you know, what you just presented is a clear case of overcomplicating things. And I think that's, mm -hmm. that's exactly what they're doing. You know, this is not rocket science. It's not that complicated. And like Jojo said... Uh, he called these fuckers gurus because they act as the gurus, you know, they're, they're fucking geniuses, but yeah. they're not, you know, they're just milking people out of their hard-earned uh, hard money and, and, and they're lying and yeah. they're trying to, to, to use big words. I mean, today you go to a gym, a lot of fitness centers, you see fucking more tripods with cameras and, 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 and than, than, than people and everybody's like doing an, an angle. Please don't be in my way because I have a camera over here. It's fucking ridiculous. And the physiques yeah. are not better today than were they were 10, 20 years ago. We don't see progress. We see a regress where people actually talk more, you know, big words, macros and, 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 and what you call it, uh, 
and shit, uh, a gallon of water and, uh, you know, and Tupperware and, and what else. All these words, we di they didn't exist. And I, I make it sound as if I'm really fucking ancient, like I'm old, because people, people just didn't, athletes uh, did not talk about it. It's exaggerated. It's overthinking. You know, there is no need. You know, if you're going to have an ounce more of steak, uh, nothing's going to happen to your physique. You're going to be 100% fine. You know, you don't need to, uh, you know, they're walking around with these fucking watches and shit like that, steps and calories and what and whatnot. It's, I'm not saying it's bad because, I mean, technology is always good. It, it's helpful, but sometimes it's exaggerated and it's, you know, stop thinking, just fucking put in the work, train hard, diet hard, use good supplementation and be patient. The results will come, but don't, don't overthink it. I remember that for a first couple of years, I had a real phobia, real, real phobia about kicking people. Like I, I could punch, but I could not kick, especially when it mm -hmm. came to a body kick. I would not kick. I would hesitate all the time. If you put a pad in front of me, I'll kick the pad. If you put a bag in front of me, I'll kick the bag. But sparring and stuff like that, it didn't even look like I was a kickboxer. It looked like I was a boxer. And I would get the shit kicked out of me because I'd have, I had a phobia. So my coach, I remember, noticed it. And he goes to me, why are you not kicking? You know, he, you're pretty good at kicking. Why are you not kicking the body? I was like, because I'm scared. He goes to me, what do you mean you're scared? I said, I'm scared that I'm going to kick somebody's elbow. And it's going to really fucking hurt my shin because it happened before. So, you know, um, nothing is worse than an elbow to the shin. I mean, you're in pain for weeks and it's excruciating pain. It's really, really painful. It's bruised badly. I have some pictures. I'll, I'll share it with you later. It's pretty bad. And he goes to me, do you want to do this? I was like, yeah, yeah. I do. Uh, he goes to me, so what is your problem? So I explained to him. I said, like, well, how should I kick? that I don't get hurt? How should I kick? What's the angle? And I started asking all these questions. He goes to me, can you just fucking kick? Stop yeah. stop thinking. Just kick. I mean, I mean, what do you mean just kick? You just go, just kick. And, you know, that's what I started doing is just kicking and it worked out. But at mm -hmm. one point or another, just fucking diet and just fucking train and just fucking shut the fuck up and just put in the work and the results will come. All these theories, all this overthinking shit, uh, you know, cycling and, and, and you know, I got to drink 2.72 gallons of water. Uh, what about 2.8? Or how about three? Or what's going to happen if you're going to drink two? Nothing bad's going to happen. You'll be fine. But this thinking, overthinking, is just, it's leading nowhere. Yeah. It's something that the average individual does not need to, to bog themselves down with. So, uh, last call for any comments and questions from you guys in the peanut gallery. Um, otherwise, I will let Robbie and Lucas uh, enjoy the rest of their weekend or what's left for daylight for Lucas before uh, the sun goes all the way down. Uh, it's already gone. It's, already gone. <laughs> it's dark outside here. There you go. Before, before we uh, end the show, I wanted to ask you because you released this week an awesome, and I mean it, just like awesome podcast with Daniel. Yeah, and I, yeah, and I just because you're not not you're not the type of person that like hypes uh, your stuff up, and you should take like you know more praise, and you, you should you should definitely like you know 
go up there and just like share more stuff about what you're doing because the interview with Daniel was just was just amazing. I was probably one of the first people that just like once once it was up uploaded, I was like, oh oh damn, oh damn, I need to listen to it. So yeah, what was your thoughts? And I just wanted to like hear some some stuff. Uh, what what Lucas is trying to say in his own language, whatever the fuck he's speaking right now, is that you're a very neat person. Yes. A very a neat person. Yeah. <laughs> then the interview was neat. Thank you. <laughs> we since you, all right. Since we're on the topic of neat, real quick, the director of bands at LSU in college, he would always say neat. He, like his favorite word was oh, oh that's neat. That that sounded really neat. This is really neat. And, just, and so we would always have like every year we would have a different slogan on the back of the Tiger Band T-shirts. And one year we just had neat. Just to kind of do because that guy had been at LSU for like fifty fucking years by the time Sandy and I got there. Um, so yeah, the word neat. I just remember that. I hadn't I hadn't thought of that in years. Anyway, um, yeah, the interview with Dan was awesome. So we've been I met him in person for the first time at Apollo back in October at the seminar, Robbie. Um, so him and I got to talk for a bit, and then we we just kind of said, hey, let's get something on the books, and then as we do. He was busy. I was busy. I forgot to reach out. And then we kind of had agreed to do something. And then we you know, kicked it down the road and all that stuff. Anyway, the good thing was, is that, I mean, the time flew by like that. You know, when you get a good interview going, the time just flies. And it's, it's kind of one of those scenarios where we hit that hour, hour and 15 mark. And I thought, man, I could easily go for another hour and a half just because there's so many other, you know, uh, roads we could travel down. I thought, eh, it, it's, I don't want to keep him from his family and all this other stuff, but I mean, we, it was great. I mean, he's a wealth of knowledge, somebody that's worked at the pinnacles of what this industry is, making serious money with some of the biggest names in the brand. And he still works to this day. We didn't touch on current companies he's consulting with because that's just something most, yeah, yeah, Robbie's got his hand raised. Um, but that's a, a thing, and I, I kind of leave that to the, the guest. Do you want to talk about what you're currently doing, or would you rather not? Because depending on who you're talking about, some brand owners get a little bit touchier about something if you mention their name or what you've done with the brand. So that's why, you know, him, me, most of the time, unless we have the express, like, written or, like, the extreme blessing of the company, we just keep our mouths shut. But uh, I don't know, guys. Look at the bottom of your screens. Should we let this dipshit in or not? <laughs> latest entrance ever you, you made it by this much because we were about to start doing our wrap up ever so ever so slightly um but yeah it was that a great interview with dan there's there's a ton of stuff and i wish there were certain things we said before the podcast and after the podcast was recorded and you know there are, you always want to have like that x-rated version of the podcast where you just kind of plaster everything and but you know you won't be working in the industry much longer if you said those things on air. So you know Shane what? Can relate. Dan Dan is one of those guys that is, um, you know, like 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 Lucas said and like like you, Robert said. I mean, his knowledge of the industry. I mean, this guy. I can tell you, like you know, Dan and I have known each other from the days he was with Gaspari, uh, and then briefly with Nutribile. And then uh, when he came on board with Apollon, Apollon like literally was, uh, actually I will tell a funny story about Dan. Uh, Apollon was like very, very small company and I've known um, Dan's uh, wife, girlfriend, um, fiance, Aaron 
for quite some time. Um, uh, you know, I coached her when she got a pro card and, and whatnot. Um, so we've been friends on and off. And when he actually came on board to help upon, we were surprised because it was initiative. And I knew at the time that he worked with like very big companies. I mean, he was, his knowledge is, is absolutely insane. And, uh, but the way he treats the company, he literally treats it as his own. Like literally he, he, you know, he asked me for, uh, you know, even with Kay being away, he asked me for breakfast. We met up, uh, like two or three days ago for breakfast. He paid for breakfast, even though he's technically, you know, employed by us. And, you know, he gave his perspective. He's always comes prepared. You know, if you need, say, for example, a product or to discuss a product, he knows he comes up with a name for the product almost instantly, which is very, I mean, if you ask him about certain athletes, he will break it down to you, the benefits that the athlete might provide or not. Uh, he's also very, I mean, I'm not surprised if like Robert said, there were some probably things that he could not uh, include in a podcast and it was behind the scene because then he's very outspoken. If he doesn't like you or he doesn't like somebody, he will voice his opinion. And there were a couple of times, I'm not going to mention people, where he went on social media and he basically, so to speak, attacked those that deserve to be attacked. I mean, he's not going to hold back. And I think that, uh, you know, what he brings to the table is absolutely incredible. And, uh, you know, when it comes to gurus and so many people who claim to be uh, knowledgeable, um, Dan is actually knowledgeable. He's very, very well. Um, he actually knows formulas. He knows ingredients. He knows what to do. I mean, he formulated a lot of products for many companies they, that, you know, people don't even know of. Um, and even today, he works... Besides with Upon, which is a smaller hardcore company, he worked with some serious, serious giants of the industry and not many people even know about it. So, uh, you know, it, I'm glad that uh, this uh, interview, this podcast finally happened because uh, he, he's definitely the man and, you know, I respect him tremendously. Yeah. And he, uh, he also took a shot at all the, uh, the massive amount of supplement awards that have started to become popular and he so he kind of called him out as saying who who gives a shit like who are these people to start naming awards the one caveat is that he did recognize the stack 3d awards as being legitimate so, yeah there you go yeah. Shane. yeah yeah i love i love when he mentions uh, you know shane and he said that uh that the uh, how, how he uh i don't remember the exact words he used but i will say he said that you know Shane uh, Award is the most important in the industry, but in genuine, and he just like basically is unbeaten. So, yeah, that, that's that's basically why I also like shared. No, and and, and, it, and, it, and it's true because the thing is, is that uh, again, I don't want to say something that Dan said to me, even though I know because how honest and transparent he is, I could actually quote him, but again, I'm not gonna do it. Uh, we all know the answer as is, but some of the awards and some of the platforms that I know for a fact then just has absolutely zero respect for, and it doesn't even consider them. And if you look at some of his clients, again, that I won't mention, none of his clients, the ones that are know of right now, work with any of those or collaborate with any of those platforms. Uh, and some of it based on the fact that then just doesn't recommend it. Uh, and they still as successful or more successful than most of these companies. So Dan is definitely paying attention to the industry. He definitely knows exactly what's going on. 
He knows ingredients. He knows what companies are making waves. He knows what companies are just basically a lot of hype and they don't deliver anything. He knows them. And uh, some of the companies that I know that reached out to work with him and he literally turned them down. In fact, I know one of the giant companies in recent month, again, that I won't mention, that then fired them as opposed to them, fire, them firing him, then literally fired his client. And it wasn't the first time for him to do it. So he's definitely a man of principles too, which I respect tremendously. Yeah. Yes, yeah, 100%. Oh, I think all of us are watching UFC except Lucas because Lucas has to get his beauty sleep so he can do his 165,000 steps tomorrow. Yes, dude, I'm no right. different. I, I ain't gonna be able to see it. Was that it's gonna be like it's gonna be too late? It's gonna be late as shit over here. I understand yeah. why Lucas wasn't stay up and watch it because it's gonna be like fucking two in the morning, which is yeah, Lucas's it, gym time. Yeah, it's something like that. Two in the morning. Some. Yeah, I mean, in other words, basically. Where is Shane? Are you not in Florida anymore? Nah, dude, I'm in the Man I'm in Manchester, the UK. Oh, I didn't realize that. When did you leave? Uh, Wednesday. Gotcha. Okay. Oh yeah, it's dark thirty out there. Yeah, man. Yeah. I, I left on. I left on. Oh, Wednesday. Okay. Wednesday, your time got here Thursday. But. My apartment didn't have. It was a furbished apartment. So it's mm -hmm. got a fridge. It's got a washing machine. It's got a dishwasher, but no fucking microwave. Weird. So I had cream. I had cream of rice waiting for me when I got here. <laughs> and then I was like, I was like, fuck. And so, and me and Nikki, no, no knives and forks either. So I ate my chicken breast the other day with a, with scissors. I just stabbed <laughs> the bitches in there. And I was eating them off the fucking scissors. Savage. And then I, I, I said to Nikki, I said, I got to have carbs before deadlift. So I, I, uh, I, I boiled some water in a frying pan. And then I poured it into the cream of rice. And because the bowl we had wasn't microwavable, I put it in a shaker and just stirred the bitch up. Oh it did not turn out how I would have thought. And I ended no. up just eating what was like sand. And I mean, it was all good because I was just doing a spoon, swallowing, doing a spoon. It was yeah. a good sauce, but I can tell you that it, my 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 stomach, I think, was still digesting. <laughs> I'm sure there's something to it if you just have the cream of rice powder straight versus, you Cooked. know, yeah. cooking it. Yeah, there's something missing there. But uh, I mean, it went down. I didn't didn't blow it out of my ass or anything <laughs> like that. So. Okay, it's, it's still it's still in there somewhere. It's a good thing. That's Maybe. why I was late. We needed to get appliances. Cream of rice is more important than this, unfortunately. Apparently so. Oh, yeah. I also had chicken breast. I also had like pre-cooked chicken breast, meal prep ready to go. Yeah. And then Nikki's like, put it in the oven. That bitch took so fucking long to thaw. I may as well have just put uncooked chicken breast in the fucking oven. Ew. It would have cooked faster. So. Yeah. You got the plain, uh, the plain version of the cream of rice or flavored? I got flavored, man. Flavored. I thought about it, and then I was like, nah, because I, I wanted, I wanted to mix it up. I wanted it to be different. I got raspberry. Oh, that's nice. Living on the dangerous side, Shane. 
No, raspberry, because I don't want chocolate on chocolate. So, Oh, yeah, nah. Lucas, when I called you earlier today, were you fucking walking? Yeah, I was walking. Oh, I fucking this, thought you were. That's why it's so, it, it was so fucking windy, man. I was in the, I was in the is that because is that because you're is that because you're walking so fast or is it just because it was windy? Yeah, the weather it was fucked today. You know, it was like changing all the time. It was like windy and it was like raining, but at the same time, it's like in like five minutes it was sunny. So it's it was a madness today, but still, I did my steps. Sridhar asks, Lucas, what do you do to keep your joints healthy and avoid injuries given the intensity of your walks and workouts every day? You know what? Just walks more. I played played (laughs) basketball for like almost 18 years, and I never had any issues with my ankles, with my knees, anything like that. Uh, Like 90% of my team members from back in the days, right now they have some some type of injury, they can't play anymore. They even can't like go to the gym just because they have some, uh, some, some owies and they're basically fucking snowflakes. But that's another topic. But uh, yeah, you know what? As far as like, uh, I, I think you, you, uh, you, you asked me about the supplements. So uh, basically, I hyperdose on omega-3 uh, fatty acids, which in my opinion, they are like very under uh, underappreciated. And I think that's something that people should, you know, put more emphasis into. How much do you take a day? About 10 grams. Oh, wow. Yeah, on top, on top, on top of a oh, diet. Oh, fuck. Yeah, so it's like three, three cups. I, th- I think basically three, 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 yeah, three capsules with, uh, with every oh, meal. Really? It's like three, four meals a day. Uh, Jesus I- fuck, man. <laughs> it's not like it's that big. Did you want to swallow the capsules? That's expensive, though. That's got to be expensive. Yeah. I have like one capsule with three meals. <laughs> I have. I just take three in the morning. I just, as soon as I wake up, pretty much. Tossing back with some vitamins or whatever I'm taking. That often is from uh, from Now Foods. Mm-hmm. They have uh, the, the 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 big container which is like 500 caps, and they buy it that way. So that last year, week and a half. Yeah, man. Uh, on top of that, I also uh, add one gram of turmeric every well cur- curcumin mm-hmm. every every day. So I spread the dose into two 500 mix. Uh, twice a day, and the uh, last one, which is probably I've got it here, probably my my favorite. Scissors, yep, scissors mm. is awesome. Stuff. I love that. How much are you taking a day? Three grams worth? Yeah, three grams. Yeah, that stuff is just unbeatable as far as like joint health and so on. So, yeah. Just like nothing can beat it, Robert. Uh, in Nova Farm, they have what like four grams or five grams or something like that, or 4.2 for some reason. I think something like that. A Nova Farm Sissus or Super Sissus, I think it's three grams. Let me pull you it think, up. You, you think it's three? For some reason, I thought it was a lot more. Let's see, Superior Sissus, a Nova Farm 180 capsules. Oh, you're right, Robbie. 
4,800 milligrams in six grams. So it's quadriflex, cystis quadrangularis extract, standardized to 5% keto steroids. Yeah, the SNS is also 5%. Yeah. I don't sure. know why. Uh, how many capsules is that? Six for this one. Three caps daily, twice with food. I don't know why, but I like the powder. Is it flavored or no? I'm flavored. Okay. He's a savage. Yeah, man. And that's basically it's it. Ten grams, of, ten grams of fish oil, and you know some some tuna, some just raw tuna straight in the morning. No, but but trust me, you, you feel like a newborn, you know, especially with this dose of omega. So, um, Lucas, how long have you been taking it? Oh, I can't recall, man. A lot. Well, no, the reason why I'm asking is because I'm never taking it. And I was wondering, like, uh, if you start taking it, you know, and you have some kind of issues with joints or whatever, how long do you think that you notice that there is an actual difference or you don't? You know, it's not that I that I had like any joint issues or anything like that. It was like I, I was a big fan of uh, Ben Greenfield's podcast. Mm hmm. And he had, a, he had an expert, you know, back in the days, and they were discussing this subject about, like, supplementing uh, Omegas. And yeah. Ben said something that he takes, like, five grams. And I remember that back in the day, I was taking this <coughs> dose, around, like, five grams. And this, uh, I don't remember the, the guest name, but he said that, uh, you should bump it up into like 10 grams to see more, much more benefits. And that's what I did. Yeah. And basically I stick to this dose. You know, I know it's it, for some people it, it may be like super expensive, you know, but I don't drink, I don't go out, I don't party. So I use my money like in a different way than, than other people. So, yeah. Yeah. Simon says, I felt improvement after adding MSM. How much are you doing, Simon? One gram, two grams, three grams a day? See, I don't drink or party, but that's, I, I, feel, I, I don't know if I have, I have the money in my budget to 10 grams of fish oil a day. <laughs> that's a shitload of fish oil, man. That's, that's a lot of fish oil. Like I said, if, if, you're, if you're going with the, with the book, uh, book orders, that's the best thing, you know? Three grams. I actually got... Actually, got Ava because there was a company here that had kids gummies, uh, probiotics, multivitamin, and mm -hmm. fish. And I hate fish, as I've mentioned a million times before. And mm -hmm. uh, I, I so I gave her, I gave her the gummies, I gave her the multivitamin, I mean the probiotic, the multi, and mm -hmm. said, "This is this is fish oil. This is just going to help with heart health and function and all this stuff." And so she she had like a, a had a bite, and her face because she thought it was a gummy into it and she looks at me and she's like there's something wrong dad and, uh, and I was like what do you mean it's yummy and she's like I don't want this and I said well eat this and then I'll give you your, you know, your dinner and she's no I don't like it and I was like how bad can it be I bit this bitch and I didn't even like it it was fucking horrible it tasted like fish I was like god I thought that if you made a kid's gummy you would better just get rid of it completely yeah there is a, a a liquid that we buy for the halfling that we get off Amazon, and it is a it's cherry or strawberry flavored fish oil, and she seems to 
do that pretty easy. So if you can get a, a bottle of that and then just get one of the little syringes that you give a medicine with and just pop, about it. pop back five mils of that. And it's, it's sweet. It's, it's not super. Well, nah, I think, I think we, we got to do like what? 20 mils, 30 mils. If we want to keep up with Lucas. Well, yeah. Yeah. There are some, there are some, all that bitch. Just take a gulp. Just take one sip. <laughs> one sip a day. All right. Um, any parting thoughts, gentlemen, before we uh, put a bonus? Last call for questions of the peanut gallery watching. Shane, where, where are you training? Oh, man, I'm at a funky ass gym. I'm at a, I'm at a, uh, what's it called? Pure gym. It's mm-hmm. kind of like, uh, like an anytime fitness, oh. like 24 hour. It's like a, it, to be honest, this is the, what do you call it? What do I say? Convenience versus quality right now. It's a pretty good gym. It's got a lot of stuff, but what, it's a very about, mainstream gym. What, what about money wise? Like, how is it expensive? Oh, dude, it's a great deal. Okay. It's like 45 a month. Well, like, what, like 35 US, give or take. That's a good deal. Yeah. There was, um, and uh, it's literally three minute walk. So I can take my pre, and as I get down the elevator, go up, get to the gym, it hits right as I get into the door. You can't even pay for timing like that. That's damn. That's damn good. Yeah. Do you take an Uber to get to the gym? I mean, I know walk, I know you don't like to walk, so I mean, it's no, no, no. That's the, that's how that's how close this is. Three minute walk. It's close enough that I will actually walk. How yeah. many steps? Hundred steps, dude. I don't understand. The other day when we. Went from we went from Florida to to uh, New York and then New York to Manchester like same day, but the day before that we went to Sea World and then the other day we went to Disney World. I clocked up like sixteen thousand steps. I was fucked, yeah. man. I was fucked, <laughs> right? I didn't. But the thing was is that I did all these steps. I did like fifteen, sixteen thousand steps, but my calories weren't that high. But if I go to the gym, they would end up higher than if I did 16,000 steps. And I know that's, you know, if it, whatever. But yeah, if I tripled those steps, I'd be fucking dead, man. I'd be toast. <laughs> even if, I don't even understand. Even if I tried, I could not triple my steps. We were at Disney World for like the whole fucking day. I couldn't do triple. There's no way. <laughs> and you're telling me you do that every day? I'd shoot myself. No offense, <laughs> but I'd shoot myself. Because I said that every time, every time me and Nikki are like, man, we walked so many steps today. It's like 16,000. I'm like, yeah. It's like a third of Lucas. Yeah, Lucas did that before seem, breakfast. It doesn't seem that good once. Yeah, it doesn't seem that impressive now that I know Lucas does 50 daily. Yeah, my, my I mean, body. Ours is a little more fun. We got, we met like Minnie Mouse and shit, but still. It's, uh, three, three days three days ago, my, my body was on the hike and he... After uh, the entire day, he sent me a picture of how much steps he did. And it was like something around, it was less than 20,000 steps. And he was like, look, dude, how much steps I did. <laughs> and then I sent him my picture, how much steps I did. And he was like, fuck you. <laughs> I feel like Frodo wouldn't even hit, wouldn't have even. Fuck. Yeah, and try to trip to Mordor. He didn't have fifty thousand steps. Him and Sam had so many domestics; they needed didn't have time. (laughs) You wouldn't imagine. They were too busy arguing all the fucking time. Yeah. 
I tell you what, though, those bad guys, Urukai, they would probably come pretty close. Those motherfuckers were machines. I didn't see them stop at all. Who? The orcs the and the Urukai? Yeah. Yeah, the guys that walk, like, they just open the gate and they're like, go there. I didn't see the bitches stop. Yeah. yeah. I think they might have Lucas boot. Maybe. <laughs> Someone an says. Ant. Maybe an ant might be Lucas too. Maybe an ant. <laughs> One negative, crazy freaking dreams on MSM, and it is a fact. It stops when I stop MSM. What if you took your MSM in the morning instead of at night? You could try that, Simon. I know we yeah. figured out Sandy can't really take any sleep aids aside from like Benadryl, but on even on a melatonin, she has some weird, weird ass dreams. Um, I gave her the Glaxon sleep aid one night, or even just like a half serving of the Glaxon while she was flipping her shit. Same thing when I gave her the, the AML calming cocktail, that sleep aid. The only one she hasn't had those weird dreams with is the Genius brand one, but she hasn't run that in a year or so. But I have more vivid dreams, but I don't think I have any crazy uh, nightmares or anything like that, but she flips, the sh she flips her shit. With some weird dreams. I've had some wacky dreams, like without a sleep aid. Yeah. So it's hard to tell sometimes if it's a sleep aid or I'm just a little bit off. Yeah. Like, because Nikki has dreams sometimes, and she'll wake up, and I, I believe, I believe this is a, a, a female thing. Mm -hmm. Like uh, I've seen stuff on on social media that makes fun of this, and like she'll wake up and she'll be she'll be like annoyed. And short with me, and she's like, "You won't believe what you did in my dream." And I'm like, "Yeah, the fuck you talking Sandy about?" Sandy does the same thing. The same fucking. And she's like, "She's like, it was so real." And I'm like, "Yeah, but you know it's a fucking dream. What's your problem?" <laughs> and she's like, "She's like, you you cheated on me with some some whore." And I'm like, "Did you see her face?" And she's like, "No." And I'm like, "So not only is it not real, you don't even know who I cheated on you with in your fuck." And I'm like, "It's not even it's like yeah. it was my dream. If it was my dream, I could understand you might be annoyed, but it was your right. dream. You made this shit up." I would and ask I, her. Like, I would ask her why did you why did you thought it was a whore? <laughs> <laughs> She's not That's saying nice. like whore isn't a paid one. She's just calling her that because either way, I'm like at no point should I be in trouble for this whatsoever. But she's like the feelings are real. Like, yeah, but the dream fucking wasn't. So you know, it's a very common thing. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, as, I, as I've discovered, other people have told me this is this is a common thing. Yeah, ridiculous but common. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. It's it's a weird. It's an oddity of the female sex. If I wake up and something happened in my dream, I'd be like, "Man, that was whack." Oh, now I'm hungry. Let's go have breakfast. I'm not yeah. gonna. I'm like, it's, it was a dream. It's like a scary movie. If I watch Independence Day and you know America was blown up by an alien ship, I'd be like, God damn it. America's fucking gone. No, it was a fucking movie, okay? It wasn't real. I find it interesting that you labeled Independence Day as a horror movie. <laughs> no, not a horror movie. I'm just saying, like, when you see things in a movie and like okay, you don't okay. think they're real. Horror movie is the same thing. I I don't yeah. get too scared about horror movies because at, at, all, at all occasions, I'm like, this is not Chucky. It's not a real killer doll. Right. It's a fucking puppet. Yeah. Right? And Jason Voorhees and Saw, and I'm like, these aren't fucking Just real. Shane? What's that? 
Have you ever seen The Exorcist? Yeah, that's pretty one? creepy. Yeah, that, that's a messed up one. But I think it eased me into the use of like, because at, at a point it was very weird that you had creepy little children in, in scary movies. It wasn't mm -hmm. that common. Yeah, and then when they started like The Grudge and uh, Skeleton Key, and you had all these scary movies that, and when you first saw the little girl in there, you're like, "What the fuck is a toddler doing in there?" Yeah, and you like lose your shit because she's like gonna come kill you. But then after a while, you got used to it. And you're like, "Ah, oh, they just put another fucking scary kid in there." Yeah, it becomes a it's not scary time, because then you realize you're like, "I'll beat that bitch out easy." <laughs> If I saw Chucky, I'd slap him. I'd slap him sideways. Yeah, just kick him into the furnace. That's all you got to do. Because none of them, none of them have superpowers. Real, really. Right. I mean, Freddy Krueger and does a bit, but like none of them really have superpowers. They're just meant to be scary. Yeah. And at no point, yeah. So every time I watch these movies, I'm like, this is pretty cool, but this is bullshit. Agreed. I think it's a. Is it cynic? Whatever it is. Whatever. Okay. Jojo, would you give up for the rest of your life all pre-workout products or all coffee products? This is FYI, Fuad podcast question. Yeah, it was one of the questions from the last one. That um, is so fucking stupid. But we can we can definitely entertain this. But it's so fucking dumb. I mean, well, I, I drink coffee. I, yeah, I think that's exactly where I was going with this. You know, it all depends on the fucking. You know, fact whether you're a coffee drinker or not. Somebody who is like devoted coffee drinker is never gonna give up coffee. It's just not possible. So it's the same thing as uh, teaches stupid Paul. You know, I mean, it makes no no sense, but uh, it's just I guess fun. I easy, would give easy. up pre workout before me too. Coffee, me, just me, because me I, too. I enjoy the the ritual of making coffee, grinding the beans, trying yeah. the different flavors of stuff. Yeah, I'm with Robert on this one. I also I, love, I enjoy coffee. I love coffee. Yeah, me too. Didn't I mean, we have the podcast where we huh? discussed whether to give up six versus a pre-workout? <laughs> yeah, and if I'm not mistaken, you were willing to give up sex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's because that was the caveat was you could do other things in addition to just like the, the standard, you know, meeting of that. Yeah, you could just have an energy drink. Yeah. You could have like a like a green tea. Right. You could put you you could get a fake coffee powder and put some caffeine in it. Boom, same shit. There you go. Yeah, I like the flavor of coffee. I don't have coffee every day, but I if I'm if push comes to shove, I'll probably say, eh, that's pre-workouts are nice, but I can I can do without them. I'll, I'll I don't think there's any flavor in existence that I wouldn't give up for pre-workouts. I just I like regular black coffee. I like I don't need to put creamer and sugar and sweetener and all this other bullshit. Yeah, but I'm just, just saying I don't, I, don't, black I don't have I like chocolate. I would give up chocolate for the rest of my life to have pre-workout. Fucking done. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I wouldn't give something up for the taste of it, but yeah. yeah. What about you, Lucas? You know my answer. You don't, you don't need to be fucking up. I was gonna say, man. This is this is pretty obvious. <laughs> yeah. Coffee flavored pre-workout. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hey, sorry, oh, sorry. Shoot a, shoot a, shoot a. But, uh, I just, I just love my pre-workouts. So. Coffee flavored pre-workout. Have there been any that have done that? I've been I saying somebody should be doing this for years, and I, I just don't see I, most people doing it. Back 
did, did some. I think I've seen like a functional coffee, like a more. Yeah. Know, but not but really you, like a. You can use it as a pre workout. It's going to be weak, but so. No worries. Yeah, just put, your pre, just put a scoop of your pre workout in the coffee. Done. I have done that before. So many times, so many times I had like a, a weak pre workout as a pick me up type of a drink uh, during the day. Yeah, but was it a game changer? Yeah. There you go. That, that, that's all that matters. Fourth version, bro. <laughs> yeah, as long as it's a game changer, you're good. Yeah, it was a game changing sport version. <laughs> I see what you did there. That's not nice, but it's funny. <laughs> yeah, you see what I did there? <laughs> what, what, what? Yeah, but did you make but but did it make you glow? Oh yeah, man. There you go. All right, gents. I think we will uh, call that a wrap on today's uh, episode. We'll take this moment to remind you to sign up for the Stack 3D notifications newsletter. Subscribe to Shane's podcast. Leave him a review. The the podcast has been pretty lazy, but whatever. Yeah, notifications for the latest news in the supplement industry. Absolutely. Um, Make sure to share the podcast with family, friends, and loved ones. Uh, If you're interested in checking out supplementengineer.com for all kinds of fun uh, articles, nerdy shit, uh, sign up for the newsletter. Send out a once weekly free email blast that is not pervasive or invasive in any way. Just delicious, yummy sports nutrition knowledge. Um, and for the big, sweet five discount, use code final scoop at apollonutrition.com. Save 20% off. All the links to the uh, salient points of contact and uh, subscriptions and whatnot are down below. Shane, Shane, so since you cheated on Nikki, uh, was was the woman like a big fat cow? I don't know. She didn't. She never really. I mean, I'm, she was really pissed in the morning after this dream. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to sit there and be like, "Oh, was yeah, she but, hot? yeah." Did but, she have a nice ass? Were her boobs big? I'm gonna get eaten alive. You see, I'm just curious. Who did you cheat at with? I mean, that was very, very interesting. She basically said, "It's it's, kind of like when you have like a, I guess when you have like a scary dream or whatever, even a good dream, you might not necessarily remember how you got to places, and you might not necessarily remember details, but you remember sort of the actions." Yeah. So I understand when she says, "I don't remember what she looked like." She was chubby, but. She, oh, she was chubby. Yeah. So she, she was a big fat right. cow. I feel like if she was chubby, Nikki would have said that to me. She's like, yeah, and she wasn't even that hot. But, she, you know, she, she never says that. So, okay, so I got it. So you have a bad taste in, in, in women that you cheat with. Okay. In in her dreams, yes. In her but dreams. Fair, if it's like a dream-made situation where I cheat on her, she I feel like she's not going to want to pick like a... <laughs> I mean, so I'm cheating on her, but I'm not even like whatever. It's, like I said, she uh, had a mark on her face, so she couldn't see. <laughs> God, oh, no. did, did she have lights a were off with did, a pillow did, over her head and a paper bag? Did, did she? Did, did she have a beard, dude? I, I mean, you're asking me if I look. 
I know, I know I'm smart enough to know that if I ask too many questions about a situation that she's annoyed with, then I'm just going to get my ass beat and find myself in more shit, even if it's not justified. So, hey, I hope no, I don't ask too many questions. Do you like it when she gets a little rough with you, Shane? Huh? She gets rough. Hey, you said she's beating your ass. I said, do you like it when she gets a little rough with you? Yeah, man. I don't know. wrong with feeling a little weaker. But were you wearing the hoodie? No, nah, I was hardcore, man. I was, oh, okay. I was wearing the shirt. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. We will leave you all on that note. We'll catch you all next time on the final scoop. Ciao.